Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Three, two, one. Welcome to the final show before the kickoff of the original fantasy football happy hour podcast i am your host ricky valero on today's episode we are going to take a look at a few newsworthy things before the season kicks off and then of course matthew fox as promised throughout the entire uh last two months have been talking about division by division by division we are going to give our playoff predictions all the way up to the super bowl today as always i'm joined by my partner here mr matthew fox how are you i'm doing all right um you know, it's nice to know that we inspired Matthew Berry as he made his uh, transition. Um, I think we can't take it as anything other than a compliment. I, You know what? I, I take it the same. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that we have – the first off, the name is incredible. You know, Fantasy Football Happy Hour, it's an incredible name. And you know what, Matthew Berry, you could have called us. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, guys, you know, I'm just going to borrow this name from you guys. And we understand his platform, you know, he's Matthew Berry. You know what I'm saying? But – you know, just a little rub, maybe come on the podcast and be like, Hey guys, you know what I mean? Like something, you know? I mean, he saw that we had stuck it out, you know, for a year's worth of episodes because we go approximately weekly. And uh, last week was episode 52. Yeah. So, you know, we've already caught our own imitators. Exactly. It's, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, and we appreciate the we appreciate the love. I agree with you. You know what I mean? It's flattering to us that uh, we are going to dive into that. But before we go any further, like I said, we're going to talk about our predictions. I'm excited about this. Matthew Fox and I do not share our predictions, even though I saw a glimpse of one thing because he sent me the show sheet. And I was like, stop sending me the show sheet with all your stuff on it. But he does anyway, because you know what? There's no other way to do it. Because then if you lose it, I've been there, done that. But before we do, let's take a look at some news. Matthew Fox is going to get a little bit uh, tired of me and my randomness on this thing. But today we're going to talk about a few things on the news and notes. First, I want to talk about this Aaron Donald situation. And I am very fully aware that the NFL is unable to do any suspension of any sort because of what transpired. But obviously we don't know all of the details of what unfolded. But what we saw was Aaron Donald, we saw the video Aaron Donald took a helmet off of one of the Cincinnati Bengals and started swinging it at people. And look, if you want to get in fights on the field, it happens all the time. These guys are going back and forth. And I understand you get in the trenches, you get upset, you push, you shove, you do all these things. But to take a man's helmet off and start swinging it around like it's a weapon is absolutely absurd. 
And now I understand this is up to the Rams to do anything at all. And we know the Rams aren't going to do anything at all when it comes to Aaron Donald. But this is actually absurd that this was allowed to go on and nothing's going to happen. Maybe he'll get a little smack on the hand behind closed doors. Hey, man, you can't swing a helmet around and almost attempt to kill people. But I really struggle with this, Matthew. And I wanted your opinion on this as well because – to me, this is bigger than you just, you're not fist fighting. You're literally swinging around a helmet that could literally kill people. I, I just wanted your thoughts on it. I mean, I think the only difference between this and what probably happens in every camp every year is that they caught this one on video and sent it out. I mean, we know that there have been fights in camp to the point that people have broken hands, broken jaws, sure. uh, gotten serious concussions sometimes. If it's between teammates and they deem it inappropriate, we've seen people get released uh, because of it. But there's always rumors of dust-ups. I know when Denver and Dallas had their scrimmages here, there were a lot of uh, there was a lot of talk. Nobody caught video because it was during the closed portion of practice. But that the teams got into a, a brawl and a melee, and you don't know what those kind of things are. It's hot. People are ready for competition. Most of the big-name players aren't getting to play in games right now. Uh, things get heated to a boil. If it happens during the game, you're right. He probably gets a lot of uh, suspension. I'll be curious. It's not so much the Rams probably that would be upset. They, you know, Aaron Donald should know better. But it, I would think uh, Zach Taylor uh, worked for uh, Sean McVay. You know, and if if they decide that it was something serious, I just really can't foresee the Rams choosing to suspend their best defensive player. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a no brainer. I just think that it's absolutely ludicrous. And you're right, you know, it's because we see it, because we saw what happened. But again, I don't really care. First off, any player that's willing to punch a player that has a helmet on, you're an idiot. Like that's just stupid. I mean, we've seen it happen plenty of times. Like people swinging at people. Like what are you gonna? You're hurting yourself more than you're that person when you hit the helmet. But I just felt like it was an absurd event that that something should happen, but nothing will happen type of thing. But speaking of issues, um, the Bucks and the Cowboys are facing so many massive offensive line issues that I, I, to be honest with you, when Brady left for a little bit, like he should have saw the offensive line issues and be like, you know what? I, it's been real guys. Instead, you know I mean? he's, uh, he's starting right. week three of the preseason. <laughs> Maybe he's starting week three so that he'll just get his clock cleaned and be like, all right, guys, I I can't do this. I don't I just don't understand what's going on. But you're talking about two teams in the NFC, and we'll talk about the NFC in a little bit for sure. But we're talking about two teams that are in contention for playoff spots and you know, looking at the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like it's it's very alarming to look at at the grand scheme of things. And are you concerned with any of I mean I know you're not a big Zeke guy, but you know you got Zeke in the equation. You have um, Fournette. You have uh, White in, in this equation. So, what are your thoughts? The Tampa Bay beat writers seem to feel fairly confident that uh, Robert Hainsey has stepped in at center and that they'll figure out the guard situation. I wonder if they're on the phone every day with Ali Marpet, seeing if he will uh, change his mind. That one's probably more concerning because of the potential for pressure up in Brady's face. They're pretty solid on the outsides at the tackle. Um, it's definitely a cause for concern. I think the 
the Cowboys one, I feel like people have tended to brush off a little, but they let Lyle Collins go to the Bengals. Um, that was already a big tackle option for them. They really need Tyron Smith. We've seen them be a different offense, both passing and rushing when he's not been in there before. And he tore the hamstring off the bone. There's a, I, I winced hard when I heard that as an injury. My wife just said, oh, my God, when she was listening to it when I was watching PTI. So I, you know, <coughs> he could be out a significant amount of time. And I think that's probably problematic. They went and drafted a tackle with their first pick, Tyler Smith, but it was a weird pick. And um, he has struggled mightily so far in camp and in games with penalties and a lot of people when he was drafted said he seemed like he was going to be kind of a building project. That could be a real issue for the Cowboys. It's not like they roll in, you know, the Buccaneers and the Rams, I think, roll into the season as clearly the two best squads in the NFC. As long as they can overcome and not have major issues, they should be at the top. Dallas has a roster that you think should be in the playoffs, but they've had that many times before under Jerry Jones and not managed to make it happen. So, yes, that one's probably more concerning to me. And that's probably, you know, that should be concerning because that's a fantasy-rich offense. You know, Dak, most people feel like, is a top-10 quarterback. Lamb, a top-10 receiver. I think Dalton Schultz has potential to be the tight end one. Zeke looked like he was tracking to have a good season. Pollard, maybe it's better for Pollard because they're going to have to dump off real quick to avoid going downfield or getting pummeled. But that's definitely a concern. Yeah, I agree with you. And especially we're talking about a team that has a lot of uh, black clouds around it because, you know, Mike McCarthy is on that hot seat. You know what I mean? Like the, Jerry Jones is inch, inching to pick up the phone and give uh, Sean Payton that phone call so that he could just go ahead and, and, and give him that He probably already has called Sean Payton. Oh, They've probably. I mean, he's already got him signed. He's just waiting for them to find, you know, sign the dollar line. They've done hot stone massage together. There. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of uh, transitioning over to some quarterback situations, which I think are pivotal into – what we're going to talk about when it comes down to predictions and stuff like that, it looks like Baker's going to be the man in Carolina. doesn't really surprise many people, including I think myself and you. Uh, and then, of course, the Seahawks really haven't named a quarterback, which I don't think either way we go. We're looking at one of the worst teams in football anyway, which is weird because they just signed – I don't know what's going on in Seattle. You know, you gave Metcalf the extension. You know, they're signing some of these players long term, but then they let other players go. But we're going to keep these guys, but we're going to get rid of these guys. I, I don't really know what's going on in Seattle. As far as Carolina goes, I think that we're talking about a team that I I kind of struggled with my predictions, and, and I'm about to pull mine up here of where I had them. Early on with, with Darnold at quarterback, I think I had them between three, four, five, six wins, you know what I mean? Because I thought they were going to be one of the weaker teams in the division. Now we're talking about a team that could maybe – maybe sneak into that because we're talking about a weak NFC. Could they sneak into that wild card? Could they be in the conversation at least? Can they get to eight and nine wins? Um, it's possible. I think Baker's a little bit better than I think a lot of people give him credit for. They do have some good weapons. I think Christian McCaffrey needs to stay healthy in order for that team to really thrive this year. But um, Seattle, I'm very neutral. And I think they're going to be one of the worst. They'll have a top five pick next year. They'll get one of the, this one of those quarterbacks that's coming out. But uh, Panthers, I, I think they're I think they're in contention for at least at least second place in this division. And and um, what do you think, Matt? I think that with the exception possibly of Matt Corral, who uh, unfortunately 
will miss the entire season with Liz Frank injury. None of the quarterbacks on either of these teams will be on the team in 2023. Oh, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So I Carolina, I think they're a six or seven win team still. Um, Seattle probably is somewhat similar. I think they invested in Metcalf more to say, hey, something's coming. You know, same that the Panthers did for DJ Moore. Please don't leave us until as we're trying to figure this out. I think what's I, I think for sure Carolina ends up with a new coaching staff next year. Seattle is a question mark. Uh, you know, you never know with Pete Carroll, but I think they're potentially poised to to hand the reins over and start over too. Yeah, I really feel like this offseason should have been like the end of his error. You know what I mean? Like I feel like he, that should have been the end of, of Pete Carroll, which is weird because now they, they went into that rebuilding mode type of thing. But I, I'm not sure how to feel about it, but I agree with you. I, I I don't think any of these guys will be playing for but Baker has the opportunity to prove himself to get a contract somewhere. You know what I mean? At least maybe compete yeah. for a job next year. Um, with that being said, we're going to transition over to our playoff predictions. Um, I'm interested to see where you're at, Matt, who you've got winning your divisions and who you got winning your wild card. I'm going to let you kick it off with the AFC. What do you got for it? Just, just give me the predictions and we'll go over the playoffs in just a second. Yeah, so for, for me, I'm going to be honest. I don't have any teams in any conference winning more than 12 games. I think we end up with a lot of teams – that are between 11 and six wins. I think that's just kind of the parity we have. There won't be that many terrible teams, um, but there won't be that many super exceptional teams as well. So the AFC, uh, number one seed, AFC East winner, Buffalo Bills. Um, Number two seed, AFC West winner, Los Angeles Chargers. Number three seed, AFC North winner, Cincinnati Bengals. Number four seed, AFC South winner, Indianapolis Colts. Number five seed, wild card, Denver Broncos. Number six seed, wild card, Kansas City Chiefs. And number seven seed, wild card, the Baltimore Ravens. So I struggled mightily with my predictions. I'm going to be honest with every one of you at home. I wasn't sure where I wanted to go with these places, right? You know what I mean? But I do have the same number one seed. I do have the Buffalo Bills as the best team in the AFC. Um, I do have them finishing at 12 and five. I had them as high as 13 wins, but 12 and five felt like a solid standard for them. My number two seed is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't know what it is and what has gotten over me over the last week and a half, but I'm very bullish on this team to the point where I think that they're going to be a little bit better than um, than people give them credit for, maybe just because of that loss of Tyreek Hill. I know they've got some holes on defense, but I just there's something about this team that I really feel like Mahomes is going to go out here and prove himself a little bit. Number three seed, I've got winning the AFC North. I've got the Baltimore Ravens. I'm all in on the Ravens. I've said this before. I'll say it a thousand times. I am... 1,000% in. I think personally the MVP of this league this year is going to be either Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. That's who I have teeter-tottering back and forth, who I think is going to win the MVP this year. Uh, winning the AFC South, I've got the Colts at 10-7. and seven. I've got the number five seed, um, the Chargers, coming into the wild card. i got number six seed. I've got the Las Vegas Raiders uh, making the playoffs. And then my seven seed, I struggled here. I struggled here mightily because I wasn't sure how I feel about this team, but I have the Miami Dolphins as my seven seed. 
I, I, I don't know another one of those where I feel like, I feel like this team is nine, 10 wins or they win like six and seven wins. I've never really bought into Tua and I'm not sure I still do, but I feel like this team has the opportunity after last year, they had a strong year. Coaching might be a little bit of a concern because Brian Flores did a hell of a job with that team, but that's what I got for my one through seven. Um, Notable teams I have missing the playoffs. Obviously, I don't have the Broncos in. I'm so wishy-washy on that team. Um, that's another team I think they could either make, the, you know, they miss the playoffs or they win the division. Like, it's so weird to me. And I don't have the Bengals making the playoffs. I just don't. I uh, they, They've improved this offseason. I just like the Ravens, and I like some of these other teams wildcard-wise a little bit better. Um, all right, Fox, I want you to break it down to me. What you got going down in the playoffs in the AFC? Uh, so in the AFC playoffs, first round, I have Broncos over Colts. I have Chiefs over Bengals, and I have Chargers over Ravens. And then in the second round, I have Broncos over Chargers and Bills over Chiefs. AFC championship game, Bills over Broncos to win the AFC. It's crazy because for me, it was funny. I'm like, whoever wins the South is losing to whoever the second best team in the wild card for the AFC West is pretty much. like. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. That's where I have it. I have it solidified. Whoever the five seed is will beat the Colts and or Titans, whoever that I, you know, we both have the Colts there, but it, I, I feel like that's just a, a softball for them just getting annihilated by whoever is there in that spot. Um, that to me is something that I just feel like it's going to happen. Um, mine breaks down like this chiefs over dolphins in round one Ravens over Raiders in round one chargers over Colts in round one. Um, I have the Bills beating the Chargers um, in the divisional round, which I could think would be one hell of a game. Like, I'd be excited. Like, the two games I have is Chiefs-Ravens, which I feel like there's a little bit of a rivalry there. You know what I mean? Just over what we've seen the last couple of years. But Bills, Chargers, Chiefs, Ravens, if that's our final four, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's some good good quarterback play there. Um, and then I've got the Bills beating the Ravens in the AFC title game. Um, I, I had the Chiefs-Bills here like 40 times. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going with that vanilla prediction. I'm not doing it. I refuse. So I went Bills Ravens with the uh, Bills over the Ravens. We both have the same team represented the ASC. So if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, we are already apologizing if they don't make the Super Bowl. So um, they yeah. should be apologizing to us. They. <laughs> All right, switching over to the NFC. I'll kick us off with our with my uh, NFC playoff predictions. 
Um, like I said, I'll go over my seeds one through seven. Who's going to win the division? Who's getting into that wild card? This is the one that I think um, I should. I, I don't know, man. The NFC is so wild. I, top seeds: Rams, Bucks, one, one and two. We've talked about this since the beginning of the season. These are going to be the two best teams in the NFC. How does the rest of it fall in place? And I've got the number three seed over the last couple of weeks. I've done an about face on this team. I've got them winning the division. I got the Philadelphia Eagles coming in in third place. Uh, getting that third seed. I think it's going to be a battle down to the final game, final two games of the season between the Cowboys and Eagles. Who wins this division? I just feel like I, 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 I saw enough. They made the playoffs last year. I don't know if Hertz is still that guy. I'm not going to sit here and say this sells me on Hertz being a great quarterback, but I do think that they've set him up for success and, and the Cowboys are taking, I think the Cowboys take a step back this year. You know what I mean? From what they did last year. I think they take a step, take a step back. And because of that, I think the Eagles rise, win the division by one game. Uh, fourth place, I got the Packers, um, another division. I was very skeptical on where I was going to land on there. I have them at 11-6. and six. Uh, I got the Cowboys at the five seed. I've got the 49ers as my sixth seed. I don't know what I'm doing there. I still haven't figured it out, but I'm on the Trey Lance train. Another quarterback that I did not like coming out of college, but I think he's the perfect fit for this offense. And... I think that the the the, the NFC is just too weak, so I think the experience might help them there. And my seven seed is the Minnesota Vikings, um, a team that I came really close, this close to predicting winning division, this close to predicting division, but I have them just falling one game short of the uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, what do you got, Fox? So my one seed, the Los Angeles Rams, NFC West winners, uh, two seed, NFC South winners, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, third seed, NFC East winners, the Dallas Cowboys, fourth seed, the NFC North winners, Green Bay Packers, fifth seed, wild card, the Philadelphia Eagles, sixth seed, wild card, the Minnesota Vikings, and seventh seed, wild card, the New Orleans Saints. We um, So basically the Saints and the 49ers. And 49ers are our only two that we don't have the, the same there, right? Don't have in. We yeah. have different take on the NFC East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just meant like the the only two. So your, your Saints is my Vikings and vice versa there. With I think the rest of the six are the same there. So Yeah, I was. it comes down to we use this site that actually plays out the games. And so it does the tiebreakers according to NFL tiebreakers for you. I have the Lions at nine and eight, Saints nine and eight, and Cardinals at nine and eight. But I guess Saints would win the tiebreaker based on how I play the schedules. Is there? And I've heard to ask it to AOC, but is there any? You have the Lions. Is there any other teams that might uh, you think might surprise in the NFC that you had you when you finished out fleshing out your predictions where you had somebody? No, uh, you know I was. In the AFC, I was close uh, to having the Raiders, and I have all four AFC West teams finishing over 500. Same. Um, in the NFC, um, Cardinals, Saints, and Lions were kind of the vying for the last um, position in the NFC. But again, I have a lot of, as I mentioned, I have a lot of parity. I only have, I think, one, two, three, four teams total with less than six wins. And I only have three teams with 12 wins. 
Yeah, so I have four teams, I think, with 12 wins and three of them coming in the AFC with the Rams being the only other team with the 12 wins. In the in the, uh, in the the AFC, I had I had the Broncos on the cusp at 9-8. and eight. I had the Patriots at 9-8, and eight, and the Bengals at 9-8. and eight. Um, they're all within one game of that of that seven seed. On the flip side for the NFC, there was a lot. There's a little bit. I have the Commanders at nine and eight, which I'm not confident in. But Commanders, Cardinals, and Panthers all at nine and eight right now. That were in the cusp of that Vikings or 49ers within one game of that wild card spot there. So um, as far as my NFC, how it plays out. Um, Round one, wild card weekend, I got the Bucks beating the Vikings. I got the Eagles beating the 49ers. And then I've got the Packers or the Cowboys beating the Packers is what I have. So Eagles beating the 49ers, Bucks, Vikings, and then Cowboys beating the Packers. Um, in round in the divisional round, I've got the Rams versus Cowboys, Rams beating the Cowboys, and then I've got the Eagles beating the Bucks. And then I've got Rams, Eagles, NFC title game with obviously the Rams winning. So Bills, Rams, Super Bowl. What do you got, Fox? Pretty close. Um, so this is the one that I saw. This is the one I was saw, and I was like, "Damn it!" He has the same. I was hoping to have that shock of the Eagles in the NFC title. So um, I have fifth seeded Eagles be- beating the Packers. So I guess Packers and Colts. You know, thanks for winning your division. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I have the Cowboys winning at home over the Vikings. Two enigmatic teams. The enigmatic home team wins, and then the Buccaneers uh, beating the Saints, which. You know, they have not had great luck over the years. Well, the playoffs, so. they are good against them, but regular season. NFC cha- uh, divisional round, I have the Buccaneers holding serve against the Cowboys. I think uh, it's Tom Brady's real last year, and so they make a run. And then the Eagles going in and surprising the Rams. And then in the NFC championship game, I have the Bucks beating the Eagles for uh, Brady-Josh Allen Super Bowl. I like it. I like it. I just I couldn't I couldn't find myself really. It's like the Rams or the Bucks feel like they are a lock for the Super Bowl in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Like one of those two teams is going to the Super Bowl, and and I I couldn't I couldn't gather the courage to put the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I just didn't think it's going to happen. But I feel like they're a team that could be on the cusp of of maybe in a few years grabbing one of those Super Bowl titles. But um, yeah, they have I, that I, same kind of energy trajectory that like the Bengals did last year. Yeah, where they're probably not a super team, but they did decent enough. They get a decent enough seed that they get a path that can get in there. Winning in Los Angeles wouldn't be easy, but you know, I think the Eagles. A lot of people focus on the offense, and they've done well there. But they also worked on re reloading that defense. Yep. And there may be some growing pains during the season. I don't think they're going to be an incredible team. I'm 10 and 7, but I think that they can get hot at the right time and make a run. I totally, totally agree. All right, folks, that's it for the predictions for us. Um, I'm excited. It's going to be a great NFL season. Obviously, as we have done every, uh, as we did all of last year, we're going to have our weekly shows where Matt breaks down his games of the week. I break down my sports betting. We look a little bit of fantasy football and then we, you know, taper off the show. But for those of you that listen just for the fantasy purposes, we appreciate you. But other than that, we're going to flip over to the movie corner. I like that. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's just. You know, change segments there. But uh, for those of you tuning into the movie corner each and every week, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, this weekend, we do have a few movies that are set to set to come out in theaters 
Um, one of which that I, um, I adore with everything inside me, Honk for Jesus Save Your Soul. It's a movie that Fox and I caught at Sundance. And I think Matt caught it because I, I said that, that I loved it so much. I think that he ended up taking a, a peek at it himself. But uh, the movie's finally hitting theaters and Peacock at the same time. So that's exciting for those of you that don't want to venture out to the theaters. Um, I love the film, Fox. It's it's an incredible. Sterling K. Brown, amazing in the role. Regina Hall, she's incredible in the film. It's just a very well written, uh, uh, insane look at the mega church, and and I loved it. It's amazing to me that the same streaming service that just foist they them on us is also <laughs> going to give us this slice of gold. Uh, Sterling K. Brown and Regina Hall are great. Um, I really enjoyed it. I know you said you've watched the cut that they made some updates going for the new release version. I'll be curious to see how that goes, but it was definitely my favorite film uh, of Sundance and it has remained up in my top 10. It's still my number four movie of the year all the way throughout. I can't wait for more people to actually see it. Um, It's one of the latest of the big Sundance films, I think to get a release. Um, There was another one that, comes out later this month that uh, I've seen that you liked God's Country that I can't wait to see. But a lot of the Sundance films came out in the spring and in the summer. This one had to wait a while, but it's worth the wait. It really is. And I think they're trying to position it with possibly making a run at the uh, you know the Oscars or award season in general. I do, And I do think Sterling K. Brown and Regina Hall should be in that conversation. You know what are two other great things that are coming out this week? Oh, Jesus. Is... On, uh, <clears throat> we're recording this a little bit early, but by the time this airs, I will have seen the first two episodes of Lord of the Rings, The Ring of Power in XD because they decided to put free screenings in our Cinemark. So I didn't have to pay for these tickets. I know you were calling me a sucker, but I didn't have to pay for these tickets. My wife and I each signed up and got on there. We got a block of four seats together. We're going to take a couple of friends, watch the Rings of Power premiere, and then it drops on Thursday night, September 1st on Amazon Prime. It was supposed to be September 2nd, but they keep pulling it forward probably because they don't have Thursday night football yet uh, to shill. And then another one that I know you and I have talked about that we're excited that I'll be talking about with Eric when we do our our Labor Day weekend show for the movie show is Jaws is getting re-released on theaters. I uh, am going on September 1st to see it in XD 3D. I wasn't wild about the 3D part, but I wanted to I love Jaws. It's one of my top 10 favorite films of all time. I've seen it hundreds of times, but never on the theater since I wasn't born when it was uh, released. <laughs> so I'm pumped. Yeah, so uh, my week, as this is recording, I'm actually getting to see Elvis in IMAX on Sunday, which I'm very, very excited about, which is funny because I'll have seen it in basically every format possible. I saw it in Standard, I've seen it in ScreenX, and now this will be IMAX. And, and then, of it course, drops I on it. HBO Max this week. Yes, it does. It drops on HBO Max the weekend this is airing. Um, so please watch it. Um, I, I love that movie just a little bit. And if you follow me on Twitter, I am sorry. Um, <laughs> You're not but, that sorry. Yeah, I'm really not. Um, came out. This came out oh, a week ago time now, but uh, breaking. It was formerly known as 892. Came out at Sundance Film Festival. Um, it's it's got its issues. It's the film has its issues as a whole. But John John Boyega's performance in it is really incredible. Um, he, he's, he acts his ass off. Like he's just, he's really good in this film. And, and if you have an opportunity to check it out, I do recommend it. I think it'll probably hit digital or something very, very soon. 
Yeah, um, I saw that one. So I saw four movies during the actual festival. That was one of the ones uh, that I saw back when it was called 892. He is very good. It's a very emotional story, you know, as right. somebody who spent uh, a free day yesterday watching Dog Day Afternoon. Um, couldn't help but think about this is kind of a more modern Dog Day Afternoon, for those of you that don't know, was based on a true story at the time of kind of guys that felt like they had no other option. That would certainly be the case with Breaking, which is also based on a true story. John Boyega does great. Um, Nicole Bahari is in there. She's also in the Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. So please just, you know, ride the two weekend double dip and get the yeah, Bahari I, actually, in your life. And funny enough, I have an interview that will be live with Nicole Bahari talking about Honk for Jesus that will already have aired. Um, you'll be able to see on this very YouTube channel as we're talking. I also spoke to the Ebo sisters, who uh, one of which was producer, the other one wrote and directed Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Um, one more thing, I think, before we go here is Samaritan drops on uh, dropped on Prime Video whenever this was uh, when we were talking. It's fine. It's fine, guys. It's 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 not groundbreaking. It's Sylvester Stallone in your life, you know. It's exactly ninety nine minutes uh, of just watching some carnage, watching Pillow, Ab, however you pronounce it, who was a great bad guy in Game of Thrones, continue his apparently solo career as a scumbag. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's nothing great, nothing groundbreaking. Check out Me Too on Netflix. I loved it. Me um, time. That's what I said. Me Town. Me Time. Whatever. You said Me Too, which Me totally Too different kind of thing. Me so, time. Especially when you're talking about a Kevin Hart movie, might want to stray. <laughs> I was on a roll, man. I was on a roll, and now I just yeah. went downhill. But uh, me time, Netflix. Did you watch it? You said, did you like it? I so I was watching it with my wife, and then she wanted to take a nap, so I saw um, the first half hour, and then I switched and watched the marriage. Yeah, it's not. I, it's it's nothing. It's nothing groundbreaking. But I think we have had a year where of lackluster comedies, and I think this is one of my favorites that I've seen this year. So, with that being said, uh, make sure to head on over to Twitter to check out and follow Matthew Fox Nighthawk seven seven three four. Follow myself at Ricky Blair underscore. Um, follow the show FF Happy Hour Pod, and then of course check out all of the articles being posted on the Music City Drive, and including all of the team previews. Most of which done by Mr. Matthew Fox, who's done an incredible job with these this year. I can't thank him enough for doing this. And uh, yeah, next time you hear us talking, you we will be talking real football games and real conversations. And I'm very, very excited to see what this season has in store for us. So we'll talk to you guys next week. A little live too. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, we're exciting to announce that we will. Yeah, we'll be live um, doing our shows weekly. Um, we will be back on uh, YouTube. These video, the show will be back on YouTube weekly. If you don't, uh, if you miss seeing our beautiful faces on a week-to-week basis, we'll be back for you to stare at us. So, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. I forgot that. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.